What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Everything Extraordinary podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Downen. And who am I here with today? You are here with Noah Welty, musician, producer, and guitar player. Nice. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Ate some Subway, drank some coffee. Nice. What do you usually get from Subway? Okay, so normally I get like the steak and cheese and I put like green peppers and onions and like chipotle sauce and shit on. But today I was like, you know what? I need some vegetable action in my life. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so I got some turkey on Italian herbs and cheese and then I put a whole assortment of vegetables on it. I was like, you know, one day the steak and cheese is going to catch up to me. Hell yeah. Yeah, Italian herbs and cheese is the way to go. That's the only bread I get. I'm saying it's fire. <laughs> Dude, okay, so call me crazy, but I get like the broccoli cheddar soup too, and I dip the sandwich in. Hey, that sounds pretty decent. I'm going to have to try that. It hits, and it's only like at the subway by where I live, it's only like $10. Damn. Yeah, it's like, it's perfect. Nice. What do you get to drink? Uh, Again, this sounds really weird, but really big believer in orange juice. Orange juice. Everyone like calls me wild, but I would drink orange juice with any meal. Do they I got um? Do they got um? Vitamin water at your subway? Yeah, they do. Dude, I, I always to- drink that shit. Yeah. This is I what know. I do. I I I uh, mix the vitamin water. I I don't. I forgot which one it's called, but um, it's, I mix the vitamin water and I mix it with some lemonade, and that shit's fire. Bro, dude, that, that reminds me, like, in high school, I used to play basketball every day before practice. I'd go to Circle K, and I didn't play because I was bad. So I'd sit on the bench, and so I would just fill my cup half with Mountain Dew Voltage and Powerade. And when I'd get, like, put in in practice, I'd literally, like, think I was <laughs> I just don't run from the grind. Oh, I feel you. Um, but, I wanted to be harder. Yeah, I feel you. That's cool. But um, I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, first off, you're you kind of already introduced yourself, but give me a full explanation on who you are and what you kind of do. Okay, so I really started off as just like a producer. Like I uh, was re- growing up, I was really influenced by um, like Odd Future a lot. Like specifically Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And so I've been playing guitar since I was sixteen, but um. So I always kind of was doing that. I was really into the Beatles, so that got me started on that. But nice. I started, like, yeah, I really wanted to, like, make, like, beats, like, Earl. I mean, like, obviously, like, he's had other people produce for him. But, like, I love, like, the simplistic, like, really, like, melancholy feel he has behind all of his, like, shit. Like, there's a lot of emotion, but it's also incredible. Like, really, it's, like, five, like, tracks on his beats. It's not really, like super complex but like there's a lot of emotion behind there yeah i can definitely relate to that i love music that has a lot of emotion and you can feel the passion in it i was actually talking to um heath and ahmad about that how i feel like like i don't know it just seems like a lot of music nowadays i don't know maybe it's like the tiktok kind of music genre i guess you could say it's like it's just not as passionate as like the soundcloud era or something today like i'm more of like an indie artist that by okay so like i kind of separated myself into two artists within one person there's like a lot of people like i produce under grime the only thing i have only 
like moniker I have music out under right now is grime. And that was just kind of like, that's going to be like my, like Larry Fisherman, if you will. Like, mm. okay, like cool. when I'm like producing or like doing something like on the side, it's going to be by that. But I think professionally, I'm just going to go by Noah Welty. That's a my- good, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to stay simplistic and stay by your real name sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, so I was sitting down one day and I was like, all right, because like immediately whenever people hear grime, they think of grimes, which I wasn't thinking of when I made the name. Right. So like, well, I kind of like the whole like identity I've built behind that character. I don't like, I think it fits who that person is when he's producing really well. So I don't want to just get rid of that completely. But I was thinking, I was like, who are some of your favorite artists? I was thinking, okay, Jimmy Page, like John Lennon, Kanye West. Like these are all people who go by their real name. And I was like, you know, it's not that bad to like, go by your real name. Right. You don't have to like have like in a like super like eccentric like stage name. Right. As long as yeah. you're artist. Right. It all depends on your art. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you could do, you could have the craziest name, but you know, if you're, it, it all depends on your work. Work speaks for yeah. you. Like I think yeah. of Sid Vicious a lot, like from the Sex Pistols. Like, Is that his real name? I love, no, it's not. His real name, it's John something. <laughs> but John. like, he was like awful at bass. It's actually really funny because the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, uh, Johnny Rotten, is like his best friend. Mm-hmm. And when like Vivian Westwood was like creating the, like her and her partner Malcolm were creating the band, she like told Malcolm, I want John with the cheekbones. And so he <laughs> thought that was Johnny Rotten and not Sid Vicious. And so Sid Vicious, because like the whole point of the Sex Pistols at first, well, honestly, the whole time was like for like the support, like the clothing store. It was supposed to be an image more than a band. Oh, okay. And it just ended up being iconic. But yeah, Sid Vicious is like, has probably one of the coolest stage names ever. And I love Sid Vicious. Like, I think he's such a cool like character and his his art isn't really like in the music it's in who he was but he was an awful musician like he was bad <laughs> he should not have been in a band of that caliber yeah a lot of people don't even know who the sex pistols are but they know who sid vicious is but um another question i wanted to ask you was uh who inspires you i know you said earl sweatshirt um but who else kind of inspires you so i would say like my like biggest inspirations musically, obviously, like I said, Earl Sweatshirt. Um, I would say Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, John Lennon, uh, MF Doom, and like obviously Kanye West. That's why last year did Ahmad ever tell you what happened last year at the Donda um, basketball game? Oh uh, no! Like with me and Kanye, I like dapped him up. Oh nice! Oh yeah, I remember that yeah, now. Like, yeah, like that. Like that was like because you know like. You, you you went to the Donda event with me. You, you obviously, like, we all are, like, infatuated by this man. Like, he's, right. like, the epitome of what we wish to become. But it was, like, it was so cool because in that moment, like, for a second, I was, like, like I, like, ran. Cause my phone was dead. It died at the, uh, during the game. So I ran to, like, a random building, asked for a charger. First thing I did was call Aiden, and I called my mom. So <laughs> I had, like, a, like, 10 minutes of this, like, oh, my God, I just – dapped up Kanye West and I was like he's just a guy like and I was like right. that was like the biggest thing in like my like artistic growth I think because like we put these artists on a pedestal in which in some degree they deserve it but also we need to understand like 
they are just human beings and so are we and we're just as capable right exactly don't try to like you know idolize them too much because i always think about that like i thought about what if i meet kanye west and it's like it's it's not what i think it'll be you know like what if he really isn't like he is like you know portrayed or something but i mean i don't know but yeah and i think like what i've learned is like not necessarily like separate the art from the artist because i think the art is part of the artist but it's like like put the art on the pedestal and appreciate the artist but also at the same time realize like they're just humans they're just as flawed as we are exactly they can make mistakes and shit just like us except their mistakes are going to be broadcasted to the highest level and um I, i just thought about a lyric um that uh Kanye West said on uh one minute featuring him and uh uh XXX Tentacion where he said um the world only knows you by your worst mistakes and I felt that because especially as a celebrity it's like that's so true you know you could you, you're you're they're looking at your uh your low lights and shit and they're ready to blast that on the internet and shit so and they're ready to blast it out of context too exactly like 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 i think a really good example of that is like i know like a lot of people feel one way or the other about this guy but there's a, there's a guitarist john mayer i mm-hmm. love john, like some of his music i think he could like he like hides his power level with the guitar but like it's whatever i think he's like a pretty cool dude but everyone hates this guy because like he did like so many attractive women when he was younger and mm-hmm. now everyone's like this guy womanizer blah 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 but they don't see him like doing all this work for like communities and like having concerts to try and like support the um hotels outside of um yellowstone that are getting affected by like covid that weren't getting business they don't see him like traveling with the grateful dead and like giving out free guitars to a bunch of people like mm-hmm. it's just like they hyper on the one thing that they can be like oh this guy's more successful than me so i and i don't like that but he did this so i guess like i can target this particular thing right yeah i think it's like as an artist you know in this day and age especially you you gotta watch what you say for sure and you also have to look at the past and be like you know is there anything in the past i said that was like that could be like taken out of context or some shit it's it's a little fucked up but it's like you know that's why there's not you know that's why not a lot of people get to the top because these little things they take people down and they get canceled and you know at the end of the day it's just like be yourself be who you are you know a hundred percent and we like you're you're 19 too right yeah we grew like age like we grew up in i guess like everyone around our age did but it's just like so unique to like anyone else because we were kind of like there like right at the start of like technology becoming what it was and we were like at the age where like when you're like 12 you get like an ipod you know what i mean like yeah when we're like <laughs> at the worst age possible to start like getting like free reign to the internet we right. were like like not handed these devices but we were able to get like in touch with like technology that can like hold our mistakes forever <laughs> right I just think about like all those stuff. I have no idea that I did from when I was like 13 that are just on someone's like Snapchat memories or something. <laughs> right. And I think like for that, it's um when people try to like take shit down or like 
I guess you could look at um, Andrew Tate as a big example, how he got um, banned on Instagram. And it's like, I think, I think they need to stop banning people because they need, like, if you want to go criticize that person, you should be able to go on their profile and do it. Like if they're truly doing something wrong, don't take them down because then, then eventually we're going to forget about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let, let it, let it stay up. So it's like, so people can see this and, and, and judge them on their own terms instead of that person getting banned. And like a person that doesn't know about them is like, well, what the fuck happened to him? And then you got all these people that are biased, whether it be positive or negative, giving their opinion. And then that person is going to automatically go on what they say rather than being able to go to their profile and being like, oh shit, he said this, but he also said this. And it's like, it's just like, just, just keep the profiles up. Don't, you know, hundred percent. No matter what they say. Yeah, and like with Andrew Tate, it's like, like first of all, I do not agree with like anything that man says. But at the same time, like even though he does just spew like a bunch of bullshit, mm-hmm. it's like he didn't really do anything to get him kicked off. You know what I mean? Like right. He wasn't. Excuse me. He wasn't like breaking guidelines. So it's like. Plays to your point, like yeah, he's being a fucking shithead. He can just—he's just being like an idiot, and like, that's pretty much like it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't ever want to hang out with this guy or like associate with him or be around. But like, if they can just take people off of social media platforms because the social media like, like, like group is like, nah, I'm done with this. Like, people don't want them, so we're gonna take them off. Right. It's kind of like scary. It is scary. And like a hundred percent with Andrew Tate making this abundantly clear, like he is like not a good dude. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like right. you shouldn't just be able to like delete someone's like social profile and existence because they're like being like annoying. Right. I think it should just be up and people should be able to judge based on what they see. So they should be able to go to that person and you know look at their prof- profile, see what they post and shit. Um I think yeah, like 100%. It's like a militia. It's like an online militia of these people that, um, like, I don't know, anyone that speaks out against it is like, you know, looked at a certain way. And and like you said, it's all a lot of it is out of context, even if you don't like to do it. It's like it's still kind of fucked up that you got to, you know, shun this dude away and like block him and like, you know, shove him into the closet or some shit, you know, like hide him. I don't know. That's just my hundred percent. Uh, like, I think it's just interesting how, like, some celebrities kind of have, like, a bulletproof vest, like, supplied by, like, the media, I guess. Like, like for example, like, Taylor Swift, like, a lot of people give John Mayer a lot of hate because when he dated Taylor Swift, she was 19. I'm not entirely sure how old he was at the time, granted, but a few years later, she, like, and John Mayer to, like, this day gets a lot of, like, hate for it. But a few years after that, she dated a 17-year-old when she was 22. Damn. I don't think I don't think people like like she like bought a house right next to him. And I think like when he was 17 and then she waited until he was 18 and on their 18th birthday, she started like officially dating him. And that's mm. technically grooming. Right. Uh, so it's like <laughs> I was like, how is like no one going to say anything about that? Like, that's a bit interesting to me. Yeah, it's definitely um, a lot different when a when a woman does. It. It's definitely looked at a lot differently. I agree, but, like, also, like, 
to be fair a bit like a lot of times like women's intent is different than men's but also that's kind of like generalizing i think either way it's still a little weird yeah true 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 but um but hey man she wrote 22 so what, what can i say <laughs> yeah i mean celebrities get <clears throat> lots of celebrities get looked at differently and i don't know sometimes it could be unfair but i mean i guess that's just life yeah it is life like if you're in a position of power like no matter what you're gonna be okay like you see that with like a lot of really famous people just doing a lot of really sketchy things but not a whole lot like gets done like i I still see fans of r kelly and didn't he just get fucking like charged with like child pornography and like all this other shit like yeah like I'm gonna be honest, R. Kelly music it hits, right? It does but, hit. <laughs> like, bro, I'm gonna be listening to that shit. Like, I remember last year in a class, um, we we were, like had to like talk about our guilty pleasures, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna be honest, like, like I he's a really bad dude, right? But I, I like R. Kelly's music, and everyone was like, <gasps> I'm like, no, 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 like I'm not, I'm not saying like I like the person. I'm just saying like it, it hits, it slaps. Like, right, you can't really do much. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes, though. 100%. And I think it's interesting, too, though. Like, during that whole situation, like, Kendrick Lamar was, like, defending R. Kelly. And I was like, mm-hmm. Kendrick, like, he, I was like, Kendrick, man, like, he peed on someone's, like, in their mouth on video. Right. And lots of other odd <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, of odd things, I've seen you post about that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer um, oh, yeah whatever how is that i haven't watched it yet i actually just finished it last night i'm not gonna lie i, I kind of slept through a, some some parts of it just because i had like dinner and i was like laying in my bed and you know how it is you know you yeah, fall asleep 100%. after eating some food but um it's pretty good i've been uh i, I remember uh like a like when i first heard of jeffrey dahmer like i was um i was real young i was probably like <laughs> 12 13 and i just like was so fascinated with that shit and i just kept watching documentary after documentary and like getting into other um killers and shit like richard ramirez and john wayne gacy and like richard ramirez is interesting man yeah he is interesting bro like that was the one who like he was like almost seemed like a celebrity right like girls would like send him like that's like that's it because this guy was a creep like i would say like I don't want to say almost more than others, but like he literally was doing such weird, like disgusting things. And somehow, like, I don't know, man, I think it's interesting how people romanticize like people like that. Yeah, I, I think I think with the way um some the, the the woman mind works, I think they look at it like they definitely don't take it like at face value like they don't look at it like oh like if you actually seen pictures of his victims or if like you actually like were there seeing what he did like you probably would have not been romantic like you know it's like if you were in that person's shoes you would have not been you know romanticizing him but you know um i guess they just don't some not most but you know some just don't look at it that serious i guess or they just don't see like you know the reality in it and they also think like you know i don't know that that kind of like they just like that protection kind of you know like i don't know what it is like maybe yeah, they fantasize like what was that i said i feel like i get what you're saying like from like that third party perspective like 
have nothing to do with the situation. Like maybe he's an attractive guy or whatever. So you're like, well, this is kind of funny. Like, right. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't take it as serious. And also like, I think, cause they did the same thing with like Jeffrey Dahmer and, um, I don't know. It's like that, if, if if he looks slightly attractive to to you know whoever, it's like they're just gonna kind of like um they just I don't know they just like put it in a different perspective. Like oh well, if I he's a killer, like that's like you know sexy or some shit because like he would protect me, and they think about a guy protecting him, and it's like nah, he was actually sick in the head. Like he wasn't like. He wasn't like fighting off random people that were trying to attack him. He literally was killing innocent people, you know, yeah, like, and like eating their dead remains. And like, you know, like Ed Gein would fucking make uh, 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 furniture out of people's skin. And um, yeah, it would be some crazy shit. But yeah, I read that one book and it was crazy. But I think that's interesting, too, now, because they look like, um. For Ted Bundy, like it plays more like they're obviously like the media kind of wants to play into that like whole romance like rom like manticizing of the killers because like Ted Bundy was played by Zach Efron. Oh, okay. Like, like a like a sex symbol since he was like barely like, old enough to like move like since he was in High School Musical. Right. And he's playing like one of the most famous killers ever in a music movie, and like they're making him like. When you watch the movie, you almost are like, no, like, don't arrest him. Like, they almost try and paint him like the good guy. And it's like, you're just making this worse. <laughs> right. I also think another thing of it is like, do, like, I, I, everyone gets this. Like you said, it's like guilty pleasure. It's like the, knowing you're not supposed to be doing something, but doing it makes you feel kind of like weirdly good. Yeah. You know? That's how, like, smoking weed was for me when I was, like, younger. Like, when I was, like, throughout high school, I smoked, like, a lot of weed. And mm -hmm. when I, like, probably, like, my end of my junior year, like, I don't really remember exactly. But my mom, like, started catching me a lot. And she started to not, like, care. She's like, it's just weed, whatever. And then, like, I don't know, like, if subconsciously that made me not like it anymore. But, like, over, like, the last, like, two, three years, I've just, like... It's just not really my thing anymore. And I used to like love weed. Yeah. I think it like that like applies to like everything. Like when you're not supposed to be doing it, it's like almost like exciting. Like how can oh, I yeah. cover this up? How can I do this, that? Yeah, you get and that then, adrenaline like, rush. A hundred percent. Now when I smoke weed, it's like no one cares. And I'm just sitting there like, I kinda want this to stop. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not like feel normal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean I've smoked weed in the past. I've done like um acid and shrooms and shit but like shrooms yeah but experiencing that and it's like i just came to the conclusion that i just i don't really care to get high like i feel like i enjoy life so much like being sober and i also like yeah. the fact knowing that like if i am let's say i go to a party or something right and at parties people get high as fuck and they get drunk and you, you know how it is but yeah like i want to be able to like react to something like what if what if i'm there and a dude wants to like you know hurt me or something i want to be if i'm drunk i can't react you know i'm I'm like basically disabled so i yeah, don't really 100%. like that feeling of like you know i don't want to be taken advantage of i want to be aware and i cannot be aware if i smoke some people can like you look at heath for example he's a weed oh, he's the most functioning <laughs> pothead of ever like the marijuana messiah like, right. <laughs> like 
I like if he's like not high, I'm like worried. Like, are you good, man? Like, right. I've never seen him not high though. So I don't I, think I, don't I have ever seen him not high either. Now that I think about right. it, like ever. Right. <laughs> it's it's almost like a part of him, you know. Yeah, but I feel like for a lot of people that's the case, and it's not really like a bad thing. Like, look at Heath. Like Heath is productive. He gets things mm-hmm. done. He goes into work. He's modeling all the time. Going to all these shoots has a great relationship with his girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. he's just like doing it all. And like, that's like completely destroying like the stereotype, which I love because Heath is so like functionable. And like, like, like we're just talking about like that man is a mega stoner. Hell yeah. It's all about perspective though. And just how you feel for me, it just, it makes me the complete opposite. Like it makes me like after I smoke some weed, um i'll just like i know my night's over with like i know i'm not just gonna like automatically want to do something i want to sit there and i want to be like you know tired and shit but yeah when i like when i was younger i used to really think that weed like helped me with my music so i used to like just like smoke to like do stuff yeah and like maybe that helped maybe it didn't but now it's like the total opposite like be high at school like in high school like and i was fine but like now it's like I just like I'm. It's like what you're saying. Like, if I'm smoking, I'm just gonna be chilling for like the next few hours, doing right. absolutely nothing. Exactly. And I feel That's like a- my I feel like my tolerance is very low. So, um, yeah, I, I get high pretty fast. And I mean, I don't know. I'll do it here and there, but I just don't really like the feeling it gives me. It just gives me like I get that just like paranoid feeling and i know some people get that and some people don't but i don't know like i just kept trying i, I like because I, I wanted to like some some in some way fitting because like all my friends you know do that shit so i'm like you know if i'm hanging out with my friends and they're smoking a blunt i want to be able to like you know be included but i realized like that's just not me so they don't even like try to ask me to smoke now because i know i don't and that's perfectly fine you yeah, know. that's kind of where I'm at right now, too, because like at first when I stopped smoking all the time, my friends were like, they, they were never like, like, you need to smoke. But they were just mm-hmm. kind of like, what the heck? Like, why aren't you like smoking? I'm like, I just don't want to. And at this right. point, it's like the same thing. Like all of my friends like smoke like every day. And it's just like they don't really like pretty indifferent. They're like, well, if he wants it, he can. But they're not like, you know what I'm saying? It's, like really, peer like, pressure whatever. and shit. Yeah, they just like don't care. It's like and right. that, that's like a, a great thing because like if you have, if you have friends forcing you to do anything you don't want to do, like probably should reevaluate who you're hanging out with. Right. And I also think it's like a maturity thing, you know, because like once you start to grow up, you kind of realize like, you know, because like when you're younger, you think like smoking is like the coolest shit. So whoever's not smoking is lame as fuck. But like once you start to get older, you realize like you got to spend money on this shit. You got to like, you know, it takes time out of your day. Like after you get high, if you're not already like, you know, having a high tolerance, you're probably going to sit there and not do shit. You're probably going to play the video game all day and like you're probably not going to do shit. But if you have, you know, goals and shit, like you wake up and you have a schedule, you go to work and then you get off, you want to work out and then you want to, you know, work on your business or whatever after. It's like if I go somewhere and smoke and it's like my days is over with i got plans i don't got i don't want to do that shit because it makes me like not productive yeah 100 like yeah like yeah i couldn't even say it better like 100 percent. it's like back in the day i really thought we could be used as a tool because like well 
John Lennon used to record high all the time. The Beatles would get high. Tim Impala says that he gets high most of the time when he's recording. Yeah. And it just kind of, you have to find the confidence in yourself too. just be like, just because that's working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to for me. Exactly. Everyone's artistically very different. Exactly. And I think it's a, I think it's a, even more of a blessing if you're able to be more productive while you're not high, because that means you don't need to rely on something to feel productive or feel creative. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think it's more of an advantage for me. Because I don't need anything to feel productive or, you know, creative. I could just wake up and I, and I've got it, you know? So yeah, like, cause also I feel like another like sense of accomplishment comes from that too. Cause you're like, I'm not being aided by anything. Right. Like it's just, just all me, which by the, by the way, this isn't like knocking anyone who smokes, obviously, because like yeah. I used to smoke and like, I know everyone's different, but for me personally, it's like, it just, I just kind of really like the feeling of being sober now, which is something that I used to not. Yeah. So it, it just feels really good to like be like free of that. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, to each is their own. You know, if you if you feel like just life is shitty without smoking, it's like, you know, I mean, you can't tell them different. They're their own person, you know. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, but it works for them. Like, good thing it works for them because, you know, what I'm saying like everything works different from other people and like all of our experiences in life just kind of like create that. And everyone has such different experiences, such a different everything. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, no one's going to be exactly the same. Of course, substances aren't going to affect people exactly the same. Right. Like I thought, to be honest, I thought shrooms would be like life changing for me. And I tried it and I was like, you know what? It actually was pretty cool because it made me realize that when I'm on shrooms, my emotions are at a hundred percent. Like I remember I was on shrooms. I went to the park. I was, man, I was listening to Frank Ocean. I was just like having a great time, you know? And, and, um, I listened to music for probably about like eight hours straight, you know? And, um, like I, I went home and I listened to some sad, I actually listened to, um, 24 by Kanye West oh, like a, a bunch a, of the, a bunch of yeah. the new shit off Donda that was like more of like the the um the choir kind of singing like come Dude, to life I love that shit yes bro the come to life and like lord i need you those those songs of Donda like i'll be in the shower and i'll just be listening to them like man how like this is so beautiful right yeah but I started crying to that shit and I cried for like probably like five or 10 minutes straight for like no reason. Like it was like all my life flashbacks. I was just like crying and then like I was feeling all sorts of emotions. So it's definitely you just got to be in like the right mindset because if you're like in a very suicidal state, you don't want to do much, you know, shrooms and shit, you know, because it would be very terrible. But I've got like personally for me like it's like kind of like the same thing when i like trip like i'm feeling everything at once right like it's exactly. just like a hall of emotions but like I, i've also had friends who've been like really dark places and they've like tripped and it like somewhere along their trip like their trip it like told them like something that like helped them out a lot mm-hmm. like psychedelics in general are just like really really interesting like have you ever microdosed no it's like so it's pretty much like it's pretty like self-explanatory you just take like a, a small amount okay. and like you don't like trip or anything you don't like you don't even feel like high you just like 
if you like forgot you do it because you like put a little bit of shrooms like on your burger or something yeah and like a few hours like an hour later you're like man i just feel like so happy and i don't know why it's just really <laughs> subtle but like that like it's really interesting too because microdosing like in the uh, 50s was like used to help treat like um holocaust victims for their ptsd oh, okay so it, it is also really cool like what psychedelics could do like in like the field of medicine for like trauma victims and stuff yeah have you ever listened to the, the um the mike tyson podcast a little bit i have have you ever heard of um dmt oh yeah when yeah. they talk about like the frog and shit and how like um like i don't know the fro you get it from like the frog's glands or some shit but like you take it and like i don't know it's just some weird shit like you it's like you go throughout your whole life in like 15 minutes like you have all yeah. like you live your life in like 15 minutes i don't know it's some crazy yeah shit, but... what dmt does is it causes your brain to lose like like conceptualization of time and oh, so okay. like yeah so like that 15 minutes can feel like hours like or days or months like some people have said they've done dmt and they felt like they lived a whole other life mm. and that's like crazy shit yeah and like that like terrifies me <laughs> like <laughs> i'm maybe one day i'll be ready for that i think <laughs> excuse me i think dmt is like in theory one of like the coolest drugs like ever but yeah. like i just like that whole idea of like I think I just really like to have control on stuff. And I think like the idea of having that little of control would just like freak me the fuck out. Right. Just like you're just going through like an abyss of like shapes and like figures. Right. And like seeing <laughs> things. And everyone says like it's a cool experience and whatnot, but I don't know. Right, to each is their own. It could be terrifying. Yeah, 100%. It could change your fucking life. You never know. You know, everyone eh, drugs hit different for everyone's brain because everyone's brain is different, and the brain is such a weird, like, it, I don't know how to explain it, but like, you can literally like unlock different parts of it by doing different things and taking different drugs, and it's just like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just crazy. Yeah, it it really is. Like I like I'm honestly really thankful for like my experimentation of drugs throughout the past. Like obviously I don't think I'll do as much now, but it's like even just like something as simple as smoking. Like it, at the time I really enjoyed it and I feel like it opened like very subtly and subconsciously opened my mind to a lot of things cuz like for me when I'm like high, I feel like I notice things more. Like mm -hmm. my senses are like heightened. Yeah. Like my pant legs too tight i i notice it right. but like i in music i feel that really helped me because i would just be like sitting there like blasted just listening and i'd be like oh what's that in the background oh this is mixed interesting oh they did that there oh how could i like take inspiration from this and like implement what they're doing here into some of my work or like find out how to do that technique i'm like oh they have a horn here yeah, only to the left side i've never noticed that yeah, you start to hear different shit and it's yeah. the same with like food so you start to t taste different like you can taste the grain of, of salt or some shit like it's it's some weird it's some weird yeah shit. And you like just like feel like 
like a piece of food like in your upper lip that like you then you start thinking like how long has that been there i don't even remember eating right you start to think about just different shit that you wouldn't have thought of like if you were sober but that's the cool thing about life and i think like you know just trying different shit out it's like i don't want to live like a repetitive life that's kind of what i realized you know i want to just try different shit and you know whether it be like food or different music or you know just open my mind up and see like what i like you know a hundred percent i feel like for me like the perfect medium for that is music because i'll like find myself like finding out about different artists or a different like type of music and then i'll just become like hyper fixated on that and then that'll open me to like a whole new world of like design and fashion and like what mm-hmm. they were doing and like i just i think like it's really cool how art can be a vehicle to like other forms of art yeah especially nowadays a hundred percent it's so easy to just like go down a rabbit hole about something and just find out everything there is to find out about said thing right but um i wanted to ask you here i got i i had a couple questions written down i want to see what i got um i wanted to ask what made you want to start making music so as far like my whole life i've always been interested in music and then like i start like once i started playing guitar like I started, like, immediately. I took it really seriously, even when I was, like, bad. Like, even, like, in those first months of, like, not even being able to, like, finger chords correctly. And for some reason in my head, I was just, like, I just know that I'm, like, meant for something. Mm-hmm. And, like, my whole life, I've always felt that way about everything. But I never knew that that's something, I guess, was music. I guess, like, I just have, like, this desire to be respected as a musician and a guitar player the same way that like my idols are and i also want to create art that like affects people the same way art has affected me and like help people through that and like just continue to get better and better like like that the idea of like guitar playing is so fascinating to me because there's so much different ways to do it and you can just like continuously keep getting better and better and better and surrounding yourself with better players and like learning from them yeah, I just think that's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I, I actually used to play. I, I used to play guitar when I was uh, a lot younger, but I kind of had gotten out of it and kind of I switched to um because you know when like you're younger you get into hobbies and you go from one hobby to the another and for me it was kind of like guitar and then taekwondo for a little bit then I got like pissed off at that shit <laughs> didn't want to do it and I started to do baseball and then now I'm like in like clothing but like clothing and just like pretty much art just creating not even just clothing but like i guess clothing for me was like it was a new thing for me because like there was probably only like one other clothing brand that was in my town when i first started and i st- i was actually just had him on the podcast the last episode but um it's like it, it was like something that you it, it's kind of just hard to make out of the blue you know like you can make music. You could just like literally upload yourself singing. Like it's like, you know, um, there's different ways to do it. But like, and with drawing, you could literally take a pencil and a piece of paper. But like clothing, you actually need like, you know, someone to screen print it or someone to manufacture it. And like, so like it, it, it 
lowers down the level of people that are trying to get into clothing. But there's definitely a lot more clothing brands coming out every day. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've just noticed, like, especially like around where we're from, they've been like popping up all over the place. Which, by yeah. the way, like, I think yours is the best. Like those mosh oh, pits that you're working on right now are insane. I appreciate. It. I work like, very hard on those, man. Yeah, they they are incredible. Did you watch the um the behind the scenes video I did on it? I think I did. Yeah, when in the, when you like had to hand sew like all of the like what you those what do you sew onto them? Um, it was like I think it's called embroidery floss. So it's kind of like a thicker version of like um, what's the word like um thread basically. So it's like a thicker version of thread. So it kind of makes it pop out a little bit more. But I basically just I ordered the I found and like found the uh, the jeans I wanted to get in distress and do all that on eBay and then I ordered those and I ordered like I wanted to just like because what I I don't know it's like throughout the time I've been doing clothing I've been figuring out like how I really want to perfect it and finding a different way like first off I started I just started doing t-shirts and then I grew into like you know uh different assortment of clothes like i could literally wear an outfit head to toe my whole brand like i've made beanies and hats t-shirts and hoodies i've made sweatpants i've made socks i've made slides like just the fact that like i'm able to make so much different shit is like just just a big accomplishment to me because it's not as easy as just getting a t-shirt done you know you have to 100%. go to a manufacturer and you gotta design it yourself and design the patterns and that's when you really start becoming like a fashion designer um but yeah, i think it's i think that point you had where you were like i can wear my whole brand head to toe is like the dopest shit ever oh yeah like that is so cool to think about like you like created like because that's what let's be honest like all these like like brands that are popping up around us like they'll put like a t-shirt and then it'll have like a little box logo and by the way, not hating on them, everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. But it's just funny to me to like think about like these people think they're like making it with like minimal effort. And mm-hmm. I look at you and you are just like constantly grinding, like coming out <clears throat> with new designs, like posting on TikTok, posting on Instagram, getting numbers. And it's like really inspiring. I appreciate <clears throat> it. I actually had a, um, it was funny because when I did a, a my pop up shop that I just did last month, um, and actually what's his name came out, um, Brandon, yeah, Brandon came out, Brandon Crow, oh, he came okay. out, oh, B Crow, yeah, he came out, I love B Crow, and uh, yeah, me too, and um, Heath came out, and a bunch of, I, mean, I the first time I did cruise and I was actually pretty crazy. That was the first time I, I made like probably like a thousand dollars in seven hours just and to do that like from the shit you make is like crazy because like i could you know if i could just like you know collect a bunch of you know shoes and shit that are already made from like nike and shit that people already want that's a different story but like the shit like your own personal art that you designed and like curated and you know you set up this whole thing it's like the fact that i could sell 50 pieces in you know seven hours that's great to me and that's what made me want to keep going that's one of my biggest accomplishments and you know cruise night this year it 
I'm not gonna lie, it rained and the the placement of it was kind of a little shitty. But I mean, I still did pretty good. But I had someone come up to me. I don't know how old the dude is, but I think he's he's probably still in high school. He's probably like I don't know, sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen or something. But he came up to me and he was like. I like your clothing brand. How do I, I want to start my clothing brand. He asked me for advice and I, I felt like I gave him some pretty good advice, but like the fact I've had some people like, you know, um, ask me like online and shit, like, Oh, I need some advice. And I always try to give them the best advice I can. But to, the fact that someone came up to me like in person and asked that is like, you know, that's just, that changed my perspective. And I even had posted that and, um, the dude's mom commented under my post and was like, thank you for giving my son advice. So it's like, bro, like that's, oh, yeah. that was some crazy shit to me. Like I'm over here, like I'm 19, right? We're you're 19 too. Right. Yeah. So like, like you, like you talked about, you want to be respected as a musician, right? I want to be respected as a clothing brand. And I want to look, be looked at as like, you know, I want to be able to walk into a place like, Oh, that's Corbin Down, an owner of everything extraordinary. Not, not like, oh, he has a little brand. Like, no, like I have like twelve thousand followers on Instagram. I got almost four thousand on TikTok. Like, you know, I do, I do some sales, and like, you know, like this isn't just like a little brand. Like, I this is art. Yeah, this is art, and this has a lot of like value, and it's impactful, and it's like different, and it's cool. It's not, it's not just like you put like something on a t-shirt like he's not you're not just some like little brand that's coming like you want it all right i understand that completely it's just like and like what you were saying about that kid i remember one time my uh like one of my absolute closest friends he's like a brother to me ethan young we were i don't remember where we were but this like kid came up to us and i was like what (laughs) who are you (laughs) and he's like he like told us his name he's like yeah like i'm trying to like get into photography and like I like really like I'm trying to like learn more about producing and like I, I'll never forget this. The thing that stuck out to me about this, because obviously I've heard that like all, to some extent before, like, oh, I'm trying to get in. But like this guy was like asking like Ethan about like what like model of camera would be good to start out with and like what yeah. type of like presets he should use. And like he had like, actual like questions. And I was like, whoa, like I did not like I'm just chilling right now. I didn't know that like. But I was like just like taken aback. I was like, I actually like that was the first time anyone's like asked me about something. I actually like saw something in them because it was like he did enough research to like understand like what actually goes with it. Right. It's not just like picking up a camera or like a computer and like playing random keys. It's like stuff like goes behind it. Right. Yeah, I think that's the the best part is like the dude came up and he was like prepared and it's not just like just like a little hobby to him it sounds like he actually wants to get into it that's great yeah that's like it, that. it was like sp- sp- he was talking more to ethan about it than i than me particularly but he was cause, like, he was like talking about like music videos and like how he wants to shoot and i'm like dude how do you like like i know this like normally people <laughs> ask about like music or photography they have like no idea what like mixing is or like <laughs> Yeah. you know what i mean like they they have no idea what they're doing but it's like i can tell this kid like actually was interested and it was it was pretty cool to watch yeah but you know going back to that i definitely um what's the word i definitely um oh i just want like 
younger people to know that are like coming out of high school that because I you know I like I wanted to play baseball and then like after like the COVID shit happened and like I stopped playing for a little bit I still enjoyed it but like what 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 kind of changed my perspective on it was I was the only one I, I kind of had an injury to my knee but I f- still feel like I was like you know at least decent enough to get on the varsity team I was the only one to not get on the varsity team as like a junior out of everyone else. And I felt offended by that. So after, so after like right after that, that's when COVID happened. And I was like, man, my dad always told me I have a backup plan. And my backup plan was um, everything extraordinary. And I had created that while in high school, I was probably like, what year was that? I was like 2017 or 18. So I was probably like, I was probably like a sophomore when I had like first made my couple of shirts and I actually wore my, my, one of my first shirts I made to school for the first day and they made me take it off because of dress code. And I remember that moment. So fuck them. I, dude, I'd be so like pissed. Yeah. Like I, I was that, pissed. that's one thing that like, I think you and I have a lot in common with. I think we, whether we do it to ourselves or not, we like need a chip on our shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that just, like, for me personally, like, like, I just, like, I, I even do it to myself sometimes. I like, ma- like, not make up stuff in my head, but I'll be like overthinking just to, like, make myself mad. Yeah. So I will, like, work harder. <laughs> Cause it's like, I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like you and I, like, from what you're saying, we have that kind of in common. I just feel like that need to prove something is like that battery in the back of my head. Like, yeah. Like, I sure. need to do this. Like, I was made to do this. And I'm not doing anything else. Like I'm going to succeed and I'm going to do it. I'm going to say fuck you to everyone along the way. Who's not believing in me. I'm going to do it. And when I do it, they're going to be sorry. Like I'm just like, like, for example, like, um, I just feel like being up in Chicago, like helps me a lot with my headspace because it's constantly like a chip on my shoulder because I'm not the best up here. Not even say, like there's there's people from our hometown who I would like um Bradley McClendon he lives in St Louis now he's really good like he <laughs> he's better than me right now and I would say like Baja uh, probably better than me like they are better than me right now but it's like back home everyone knows exactly like oh you're Noah and you play guitar and you produce and you do this and you do that and like everyone and like for the most part I'm better than most of the people there and so yeah. like I kind of get complacent. So, like, coming up here, everyone, like, everyone is already, like, ahead of me. And it gives me that chip on my shoulder to just, like, all right, I need to catch up. I need to do so much to get up there so I can be with them or right. I can be better than them. Even though music, I don't really, like, music's pretty subjective. So, like, I'm not going to, like, going to say, like, oh, I have to be better than them. But it's more of, like, getting, like, I need to have that same recognition. Right. Like, I, I want it. And I want and I want to deserve it. Right. I think, you know, time will come. Time will always tell. Um, I mean, as long as you just keep going at it. I, the thing I started to realize is that, like, I know who the fuck I am and I know how good my shit is. So if a brand that's just dropping, you know, some regular T-shirts with like, you know, a design that they, they didn't even make, because I make all my designs also like 
some people may not know this, but I also take my own photos. I have like a eight hundred dollar camera oh, really? that I bought. Yeah, I, I, I bought like an eight hundred dollar camera <clears throat> just to take my own photos because I have my own vision behind the shit. So I don't want to really pay someone to take my photos for me because I want to do it my shit my my myself, and I also want to be able to edit them. Like I don't know if you've seen the the one pictures I took, um, with Heath. It was of him like wearing like the mask. Yeah, and the hoodie. I yeah, took those, yeah. and those were in oh, Dixon. Really? And I didn't, I didn't realize you were the photographer for that. Yeah. And I also edited them on Photoshop and like even like little movies I like to make. I also do those. And like I'm just like a creator. So I like to do everything yeah. behind my vision because like I just feel like, you know, unless someone comes to me and has that confidence to be like, hey, let me do these photos. And like, here's my work. And like I could do exactly what you want or I can do it better. I don't know, like, I, I majored in um, graphic design in high school. I took a couple of classes, and I've always liked designing and, like, um, on Illustrator and shit and uh, just, I don't know, creating in general. Um, and I've always been pretty decent at it. I've been getting a lot better at Photoshop, and, like, I've been learning kind of these different, you know, like uh, Adobe Premiere. My main are Illustrator, Photoshop, and Premiere right now. Um, and they're just lots of fun and it's all just fun to me. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, um, another big advice I can give to like, you know, high schoolers that are just, you know, starting to like, just something for them to think about is, you know, as you're, if you're working a job or whatever, you come home, find something like on the side that you love to do that could make you a little bit of money, you know, whether it be like singing or, you know, music or you know, clothing or whatever. It's like, find that little passion. Like, that's how you try to find the passion. Just literally yeah. think about it. Like, bro, we live in the internet age. You can literally record yourself doing anything. You can stream video games. Like, never in my life would I thought you could stream video games and make money off that. You could put make yeah. money playing video games. It's crazy. And yeah. like, you know, just think about what you love to do. And there is probably a way to monetize it. A hundred percent. And it's really interesting too. I've got like some friends like, uh, well, I don't know if I'd call him my friend because he like fucking never sent me his first, but a uh, young Waba, he, uh, we're like mutuals on TikTok and Instagram. He, I watched this man go from like pretty much no monthly listeners. Now he's at 45,000, got nice. a million, million streams on a song, still waiting for him to send me his verse back. So you better do that or I'm going to get mad. <laughs> um but yeah and like then another guy frank sativa someone who uh were mutuals on tiktok i, I watched that guy literally go from literally nothing like per, post his first song now he's got like multiple songs with a million streams 200 like fifty thousand monthly listeners like i i can't wait to release my these two projects coming out like i don't like for the first song like the singles i don't really expect them to rack up insane numbers but watching the process like i've had like my beats get like ten thousand like views on tiktok and like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i know there's an audience for it and like i'm just so excited to get these two projects out one of them's a solo project with is just it's gonna be called repos because i'm irish and noah translates to um in gaelic to like repos or like to rest or be calm Oh, okay. So I thought that was an interesting name. I got inspired by Only One by Kanye because Kanye means only one. Oh, and then okay. the other, yeah. And then the other project is uh with like my like he's 
like my best friend ever, Ben Sheets. He was my uh, professionally goes by Ben GF. He was my next door neighbor for 15 years working on a um, eight track collab tape called uh, Lost in the North Side. That's going to be that's going to be crazy. It's like the genre is insane. It's like a, it's like new wave, like indie EDM, like is crazy. Like this, like that album, like I played guitar on all the songs. Um, Ben and I, like he came up for a week and we worked on it. And then throughout the whole, like the last month of the summer, we were just like collaborating on the beats and like, it's in the vocal process right now. Okay. that's going to be really cool like to release that but from like my solo shit it's going to be like the first time i released like something under my name and it's going to be like the first time that it like was like truly like a hundred percent like my vision no collaborations whatsoever like i've like mixed stuff for artists i've like ben and i have collabed on a few songs but like this is just going to be all me doing everything and i'm just like really excited to get this like knocked out because i just have so much belief in it so when is that supposed to be coming out it's gonna be coming out sometime in the fall i like that is also in the vocal process right now all the beats are done like they're like complete so right now it's just kind of like here's my thing i like refuse to release something unless i think it's capable of a million views whether it gets that or not doesn't matter but i want it to be objectively really good okay. to the point where it could just blow up like my goal for my first single is going to get a thousand listens on spotify which That's i think is obtain- yeah i think it's pretty obtainable it's obviously not going to be super easy it won't happen probably first week but i'm gonna i've been doing pretty well on tiktok and i have like an audience like you know i'll talk yeah. about that in a second but so i'm excited for that to come out but i want it my goal is to get a thousand views but I want it to be capable of getting a million or more. I want yeah. it to be like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want it to be as perfect as I can make it in my mind. Right. I understand that, you know, because like, it, it's kind of hard to think about it from like an outsider's perspective, because like when you're doing it and like something you may think is, is just like the best thing ever. Some people may not, but there's also think about how many people are, are on this earth, right? Exactly. You know, 7 billion plus. You know, like, and think about like the top artists in the world, right? They're getting, you know, think about someone who's getting like a monthly, uh, a million monthly listeners or something like that's not even the smallest percentage of people on this earth, you know? Exactly. So like, and they're making, you know, lots of money and like, they're huge. Right. So you don't really even need to, to, um, satisfy that many people. You just gotta keep putting yourself out there. And like, yeah. like you said, uh, like with TikTok, that's what I wanted to do because, uh, although like at the end of the day your product is your product so if it's good it's going to sell if it's you know not good then it's not going to sell but also it is the way you market it and advertise it and put it out there it's like i think about like travis scott for example right he is great at marketing himself and his image and like i was talking about it on a podcast before like astroworld is its own brand at this oh, point yeah. right and it got so huge that it's merch it's you know like just all sorts of things like and that album came entity. right and that and that album came back it came out in 2018 so his marketing team you know and just like the whole aesthetic behind it, it's like he kept it alive and he's still making money off of it so 
you know, just just also think about like not just the music, but like think about like little other things, you know, like yeah. like music videos and and yeah, Ethan and I are gonna be working on one soon. Yeah, yeah. And also like merch you could also do, or just like try to just think about like creative things that like just not everyone's doing, you know, but like yeah. start out like with TikToks and shit. So yeah, I actually like am proud of myself for what I did on TikTok. So like last year, I was I, I did like a little experiment. I like I didn't even post like any of my music at first. I just like was posting about music I like and that is somewhat similar to what I want to make. Yeah. And so like I cultivated like a little audience of people who like the same stuff as me. Okay. And that's so a now good, that good I, idea. Yeah. And so now that I'm like posting about my actual music and like the stuff that I'm making, I already have people like an audience of like, like I think it's like 710 people, which isn't huge, but it's like people that like what I'm making. I mean, think about it though. That, that's a good chunk of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, okay, when you say it's not huge, you know, don't, don't try to downplay yourself, man. You know, I think social media has put numbers into a sp perspective beyond our, our, our thinking. Like, you know, you look at like, um, look at like an artist that y is used to selling like, you know, a hundred thousand first week and they only sell 20,000. So people say like, oh, that's a loss. That's still 20,000 fucking, you know, like. Yeah. Everyone just puts um, numbers into like this crazy perspective and just don't even pay attention. Just like yeah. start where you're at and just like, you know, keep pushing forward. So yeah. seven, 700, that's a good, that's a good mark. And I, I have all the faith in the world that I'll keep going up because I got that 700 so fast, like, yeah. in, like a few weeks. And like, mm -hmm. the thing is too, like, I don't really care if I apply to everyone. I'm not making music for like everyone to like. Yeah, you I'm won't. making it for me to like, I'm making what I, is my artistic vision. I know people are gonna like that. I wouldn't say I'd go against the grain as much as a mod because, like, I was listening to that podcast last night, and he was like saying, like, depending who he hangs out with, he literally wears like the opposite of what they all do. Yeah. Well, like, I wouldn't say I do it that much, but I definitely do have like, I don't want like, I don't want to be like Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? I, I would rather be Bane's World, who has like a mil like a million monthly listeners, but like that shit is so unique it's so fire it's so right. like him it's just you can tell he like poured his soul into it it's just like him producing everything it's him doing all of it and i think that's the dopest shit in the world if i mm -hmm. don't make it which i'm going to but if i don't and i only get like a few thousand monthly listeners and i'm just doing me and making the best music that i want to make i'll be happy dude i just want to like put my shit out there mm -hmm. i want like me in the form of art to last forever long before like long after i do yeah i feel you on that i think the key um in almost any art form because a lot of art forms are similar you always have the underground and the mainstream side of things and I i'm trying to think of an example like a lot of artists when they're at their best like art making ability is when they're not known like when they're really trying to come up but like a lot of artists may get too comfortable where they're at when they blow up and when they're mainstream so like they just do to, like they just try to make what's popular at the time you know but if you really like i look at an artist like kanye west like you know how like uh uh 
what's the word like rule bending he is like oh yeah you know Every like album is so different like right. he makes the mainstream because it conforms what he wants it to be <laughs> right and it's all himself so it's like he's just dropping what he feels he's not gonna sit here and be like you know looking to try to follow trends and shit and he just do what he feels comfortable and that's what people love that's what people want so keep giving it to him you know just be yourself how crazy is that he can make money being himself yeah, like he literally is just him. He goes on social media and just says exactly what he's thinking. And the whole exactly. world cares. Exactly. It's crazy. Like Kanye West is just like, like the like epitome. Like, I think I probably look up to Kanye as much. Kanye is like arguably like my favorite artist. But I, I think I look up to him and his like confidence in himself and his demeanor more than anything. Yeah. Like you can't tell Kanye West. Kanye West shit, which I guess sometimes like, so like for example, the other day he was like, you know what, Sway had the answers. Sometimes he's wrong, but even then, like, I, I like he, it doesn't matter because he believes in himself. Right. He believes that he's going to do it. Like, have you ever seen an interview? It's been going around a lot lately, where it was like, if I wanted to be in the NBA, I would. And they're like, no, you wouldn't. He's like, yes, I would. Right. Yeah, I've like, seen that one. Yeah, that's like the confidence you need. Like, there's this video of Kanye like um performing "Last Call" in 2004, and like before like the second verse, he just like is ranting, and he's like he's just like saying shit, and then like he's like they didn't believe in me. He talks about like the Rockefeller thing, like in a documentary, like when he went in there and I was like talking, and he like goes into that bar. It's like could have let these dream killers kill my self esteem or use my arrogance is steamed to power my dreams yep. and without it i'd be last so i say that i'm got like i'm like yeah, dude, yeah like i literally listened to that like part of last call so much it's like people don't have to understand they can think i'm cocky they can think all this shit like it doesn't matter it right. doesn't change who i am and right. it's not being cocky believing in yourself at the end of the day man pete if you know whoever gets it gets it whoever don't you know he said what did he say he said in that one breakfast club interview he was like fuck what did he say he said um he said if you like or i think he was talking about yeezus because yeezus was like this you know when it first came out it was like oh this shit's terrible you yeah, know wait, same with whole lot of red you know like dude, they did whole that dude both those albums are like tense exactly like and it, yeah, like I remember so I remember like Jesus, I was like, I was like 2013. So yeah. I was like young. So I don't really remember like what everyone was saying about. I mean, I know now, obviously, but like yeah. a whole lot of red. I was just like, I remember I liked it. I was like, this shit is heat. Everyone was like, pull out of mid. I'm like, yeah, I promise you once everyone else starts liking it, you're going to like it. Like right. I would tell people that. And now look, it's like a whole lot of reds also like its whole and like a whole other entity to itself. Exactly. That's that was a big lesson in 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 art is that Playboy Cardi he didn't he didn't even go he didn't even like turn his back on it you know after it got all that heat and he got a lot of heat for that at first he just let it he just let it ride he didn't like you know do nothing about it to try to change it or not he just let it ride let it ride and then like the pot started to boil and then like a after he started doing shows people saw how crazy that sh shit was and I think that's a big part is his shows his live performances because man I got to see him. Oh, at, I'm so um, jealous, Summer Smash. Dude, I got to see I'm him so at Summer jealous. Smash, bro. And he played R.I.P. He played uh, Stop Breathing. That was the first uh, song he played, man. That was like one of the most like energetic performances. Like I had to fight to survive and that shit was so <laughs> fun.
that's dude that is the best feeling for rocky last year i remember he played uh lord pretty flock uh flocky jordy and yeah. i was like i was like literally getting crushed i'm like this shit is awesome <laughs> yeah. and then he like slowed it down he played lsd and like sat on the stage like I was, like that shit was insane oh, but yeah, i think man. i remember the quote you're talking about is it when uh kanye said if you're a kanye west fan you're a fan of yourself um no not that one that one applies oh. too but i'm talking about he said like because he was talking about yeezus but um he said uh if you like it good if you don't fast forward or some shit oh dude that and, is hard that like, is hard like he's like he just doesn't give a fuck if you don't like it because he Bro, loves do you it. remember in that interview when like Charlemagne the god was like i gonna be honest i'm a i'm a kanye west fan i didn't like it and he's like oh, yeah. that's great what was your yeah. question right I was like, dude i was like <laughs> fuck yes like dude like shit like that like you can like you have to have that confidence if you're gonna be an artist like people can't tell you shit it's your art like they don't have to get it and that's that's just how he that's just how he lives and you know like you really can't tell him shit and like he has a bunch of lyrics like that but one of my favorite lyrics is where he's like um um, it was on No Mistakes where he's like, I don't take advice from people less successful, than, successful me. than me. Oh my yes, god, <laughs> dude, love I fucking shit. love that song, bro. Oh, and man. like, dude, like ugh, that whole album too is just like coming like straight out of like the hospital and stuff. And uh-huh. like, dude, that like understand like it's only seven songs, whatever. That is like probably like, a top three Yay album for me. Like, mm-hmm. just like Yay is that album is just like. It's like cultivates like mental illness and like how it like affects you and like how you can over like so well. It's just like it like I don't know. I think for like a seven song like album, that's like as perfect as it gets. Yeah, for sure. I think you know, man. It's just like that. Just make like looking and seeing how he got to be so successful and how like you know comfortable he is just creating what he wants. It that's like. That's what I want to do, man. I just want to be able to create what I want. And like, you know, whoever rides with it, rides with it, you know. But I believe people will ride with it because it's true. You know, it's genuine. Genuine art will sell. Yeah, it will. And like, I was thinking about this when we were like talking about like the whole numbers thing. Like if like 1% of the world likes your shit, that's like a few hundred million. Right. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it does not matter. Like, I don't give a fuck what, like, 90, like, probably, like, 90% of people think about my music. Like, it's that 10% that, like, like it, and that 10% that understand what I'm doing, and that 10% that, like, have the capacity to realize, like, oh, this is art. It, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then the thing is, too, if you start getting success, people are going to like it. And it. Either way, like, like that's like the whole Kanye thing. Like, if you're as big as Kanye, you can do whatever you want. I mean, not whatever mm-hmm. you want, obviously. Like, but if you're making genuine art in any capacity, people are gonna fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, dude, is if you get big enough, people like around you can pretend they like it just because you're you. Yeah, but another thing with that is, it's it's actually like you know you're going, you know you're doing something right when you have people hating on you. Because I literally had a dude. I didn't even want to talk about it, but I'm not going to bring up the dude's name or none, but he literally commented on about three or four of my videos, three or like three of my videos on TikTok. And he was like, just hating on my jeans. But at the same time, I'm getting more love. My, 
the the one video about my jeans has like 2000 views you know and like has like a couple hundred likes so but i have this dude hating so you need you need that balance because if everyone's yeah. just sitting here like hyping you up hyping you up you're like you know it's it's you just, you just need that balance because like a lot of that shit may not be true you know yeah like I remember one time, one of my videos on TikTok got like 30,000 views. And it was like of one of my beats. And I was like super pumped. And this one guy, like we started like talking shit. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, like why, why even like put forth the effort, like the energy to just like shit on me? So yeah. like, you know, this is like one of my most successful videos I've ever had. And for like a second, that like one comment, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, like, like it was like one of those videos that got like, 30,000 views and like 200 likes you know what I mean so yeah I was like but like it's still I was like damn like I just need to not give a fuck because obviously like this video got traction people are liking it people are commenting telling me like oh shit I like what you do with the guitar there and it's like genuine people like genuinely like it like yeah. why do I give a fuck if some random dude that just accidentally came on his for you page cares about like that dude doesn't even know what he's talking about right and if he does he's just like being like a bitch for no reason right and i see that a lot on tiktok is people will literally just i think the key man i think i think i I think i figured it out i think i think just be yourself like that at the end of the day just be yourself and you know make whatever art you feel you want to make because i see like i see a dude make um because okay let's say you make like everything that please that you're trying to please everyone so you post the most like basic shit that's like not offensive not harmful it doesn't get anyone talk like it's not going to get anyone talking there's already so many other things like it but if you post some different shit bro at first people are going to call it weird but i like that shit oh this is 100%. so weird why do you have why do you have jeans that are all the way distressed like it's so weird it's not going to stay together and then I don't even well. I don't even talk <laughs> I don't even reply because pe- as as like a genuine artist if I seen if I seen it from like if I seen someone post those jeans I'm like oh shit those are different those are cool because I like things that are different bro I like things yeah. that are boundary pushing and lots of other people do because when they're alone in their bedroom and they're not like you know looking out you know around all these people to influence their choices and shit they're going to like what they like and if they like your shit then they're probably gonna buy it or they're gonna support you and like let's be for real too like there is definitely like i, I mean at least for me that like in middle school there was a time like so like obviously i said i like out of future and i remember like my girlfriend in middle school like i was like trying to show her some shit she's like that's gay and i was like what like why are you <laughs> using that like to be offensive first of all right second of like why do you have to be like a dick about it and now that person like loves odd future which by the way i'm glad they opened their eyes but it's like it's like that kind of like had me like in my room like like you're saying i'll be like like, sitting in middle school not confident myself whatsoever listening to what i listen to liking what i like being afraid to like even just be myself and Mm -hmm. like finding yourself and realizing like other people will like what you like too and even if they don't who cares i do is like one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself mm. just being like finding total confidence in who you are is just like i would say like not only like the most important thing in like art but also just like life yeah i think uh, yeah that that is like an instance i'll never forget 
I was like, what? I was, I was just like so taken aback. And then it's just like, and then I just got older and I was like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, right. It's like, our future's dope. All the stuff they've done since is dope. Mm-hmm. Like, Tyler, like, and Tyler's also a really good example of like someone who everyone called weird. And now he's like one of the biggest like hip hop acts like ever. Yeah. I feel like I definitely relate to him because he went from like, you know, just being like this, you know, funny, like, you know, daring kid to like making beautiful forms of art, you know? And I think that's just because he, he expressed who he truly was and like he grew and like, I really relate to that. Cause like when I first started making clothes, I, I, I was just like, I was trying to make like, I don't know, just like, like darker, like skull graphics, like, you know, hardcore shit. And then it's like, I I feel like I transcend and like I want to make shit that's like beautiful, you know. Yeah, but I, I believe that like darkness is beautiful too. It is. Like that's why like Tyler's like early stuff, like like on Bastard, like I I remember like listening to it and I was just like taking it all in. And I was like like don't get me wrong, like he was very vulgar. Mm-hmm. But like the art that was being created was so unique and so like beautiful too but in like an entirely different way different than like the key swells and like his chord choices just like that like grungy like fuck all this fuck my dad fuck all this shit that's gone and on in my life like yeah. you know what i'm saying just like one thing tyler's always done and he's been incredibly honest in his music about like himself yeah and i think that's like what we're talking about like that is what that's part of what makes art so beautiful yeah. It's just like opening up through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, what is real will prosper. I got that shit tattooed on my chest because I really believe that. And like that's dope. That's a dope ass tattoo. Yeah, because I got it from X because he, he he's really inspired me a lot to be myself. And you know, um and I also got a um a grateful dead bear tattooed on my neck. And it's like it just like goes to show that you just do what you want, bro. It's just like life. You know, like my mom was like, "Did you really get that tattooed on? No way, you got that tattoo, man! I don't give a fuck." Hey, I love this tattoo. Like, it yeah. means a lot. But if I'm not mistaken, I remember you posting. Isn't like the Grateful Dead like your dad's favorite band? Yeah, it's my dad's favorite band. That's like one of the main reasons I got it. I mean, plus I love the bear. I mean, I feel oh yeah, like it's sick. Tattoos yeah, it's are sick. huge for me, bro. Yeah, tattoos are huge for me. I you already got, got dope ass tats too. I appreciate it. I got um. I got I'm actually gonna explain some of these because I'm I'm interested in it. I got um my brand logo tattooed on on my um forearm on my left forearm and my friend it was actually my friend's idea. I he hit me up. He was like, cause he, he doesn't have any tattoos. And I actually got my first tattoo. I was 15 and um because my tat or my tattoo artist is my brother-in-law. And oh, um and um he was like, yo. I want to get a tattoo. I was like, cool. And he said, I want to get your logo. Cause he's like, you know, been there from the start and shit. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm definitely down to do that. So I got that. I got the graduation bear on my That's... right forearm with some color on it. I also got, um, it says Virgil was here, you know, obviously Virgil Virgil, being, Abloh, being, yeah. being from Rockford and shit. Big inspiration. I was born in Rockford. So I oh, feel yeah. like me and Virgil, man, 
connected <laughs> oh yeah he, he definitely passed way too soon it was crazy when i found out he yeah dude cancer, i remember you bro. sent that to the group chat and i was like no way virgil died for real yeah i was like there's no too. way like that, that like eats at me today like it that, does like his like it's it's like when people like virgil abloh die it's like where does all of that go like right. all of that like artistic like creative like beautiful mindset like right it's just gone right and and you never really think about like like how much he has done for not only hip-hop but like the entire art culture like from high fashion to streetwear to just all around he has done so much in like just like you know the past 10 years so he's definitely a big inspiration to me but i also got actually tomorrow i'm gonna yeah tomorrow i'm getting another tattoo it's gonna be of marvin gay on my right um on my right i don't know what you want to call this bicep or something my right bicep and that's what that one's actually going to be a pretty big piece and it's of it's a picture of him like in the moment singing so he looks like very passionate and very um i don't know just like very just just passionate about what he does because what i really get inspired by is people that are passionate about whatever they do like if you can you know not come from a lot and you can take that and you can run with it and you that's your everything and you turn that into like you know your entire life like it makes your life you know a lot better or whatever and it doesn't even have to make you financially like you know successful or whatever but like it just makes your life a whole lot better i applaud you because that's what happened to me like i found my brand and it's like it's my everything now but um it's like yeah like literally like as artists like our art is us it's like an extension of us it's like everything that goes on in our brain like turned tangible like tangible like it's just like putting like everything that we are out there and i think that's like so cool to think that like our thoughts are made real (laughs) yeah it's crazy and it's like it's something to be so proud of because you know that you created it and you could just put it out there um but i also like i said i got the what is real will prosper i got that from x i also have another um x kind of tribute tattoo where it was like one of his like uh broken heart symbols or like logos or something and uh i got i actually got that tattooed um on my birthday which is january 26 which um wait when when did he die like oh no he died in like june 18th i think yeah june 18th but his son was born on my birthday oh shit and that was just like a weird like because i've been you know messing with x's music since like 2015 or 2015 or 2016 and like like the way i explain it is like it's like watching a tree grow and then it just gets like one day you come home and it's just chopped down and like you know you watch that tree grow you you water it and you you know you support it and listen to the new drops and shit it's just like all of a sudden one day boom it's dead that's that's a sad feeling but i i I did i did get to visit his grave though when i was in florida so that'd be really dope yeah, and I also Isn't got to like visit... really big and like eccentric yeah. and like yeah, it's really beautiful. I actually got the a picture of it hanging that I took of it um to the right of me just because it's like I don't know I really like the picture, but it's a really beautiful mausoleum. 
but I also got to visit the place where he had gotten killed. And that was so eerie, bro. Like I started tearing up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Cause like it was when I went to both the grave and the place where he had got shot, it was like, it, it was pretty early in the day. So I was like the only like ex fan there, I guess. So it was kind of beautiful to like see it by myself with like, you know, no one else around. But it was so weird, bro. I, like walking through the, cause he um died outside of a um a, of a motorsport store. Yeah, yeah. And um, just like walking inside of it and like having free range of like, man, like you know, it's like, have you ever watched Criminal Minds? Yeah, a bit, a bit. You know, I think they have like those 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 um those shots where it plays like a flashback of like the crime happening um with like the person there or whatever so it's yeah. like yeah and like you like felt that in real life yeah like, bro yeah. like literally like i was like imagining like this is so crazy like the fact that this shit like i always watch this shit on like you know the internet i've seen it so many times <laughs> and i've done a lot of research but like the fact that i'm here right now and like i could see things that i don't get to see on the internet you know yeah but that was that was really weird um but yeah back to my tattoos but yeah um actually um yeah x's son was born on my birthday i actually got the tattoo the day on my birthday of the x tribute like you know a little memorial tattoo and um i'm trying to figure out exactly what happened yeah i got the tattoo went home and then like later that night i found out that x's son was born so it was just like a all yeah like a weird timing thing you know and the thing about x too is like x is one of those artists that just made you feel everything i'm kind of like similar boat like ben and i uh, uh we started listening to x pretty early on like yeah like very early on and like i was like man i wonder if this guy's gonna get like really big and then he did and then dude 17 is like a masterpiece it is like i remember i went i went back and listened to it like uh last year for like the first like in like its entirety for like the first time in a while and it was just like me and i was in my room i was just like chilling and i was like you know what tonight's the night i'm gonna like listen to this all the way through and like know how he does like those like the first song and like that and like the question mark album is like it's like an interlude of him like explaining like his feelings and stuff yeah I think that shit is like raw too. Like that yeah. is like I think that's such like a cool little like piece to it. Makes you feel like even more connected. Right. Like those are albums that like if you're going through something. I remember like like when Seventeen came out. I think I was like a freshman, and I just remember like being like mad depressed, like on the bus on the way to school, and it was like snowing, and I was listening to like Save Me and like Fuck Love, and I was just like. You feel like so like involved in it, like right. you like feel immersed into his music. Exactly, and the it's fact a feeling that not a lot of all other artists have given me. Right, and the fact that he was so young too. I mean, he was only like what three, four, five years older than us. So it's like you know he was. Yeah. He was was he twenty when he died? Yeah, like, he was twenty. That, that's crazy. Like I'm like turning twenty in like a few like two months right that's, that's like absolutely absurd to think right. about but to think how big he was when he died like he had you know had just signed like a you know 10 million dollar contract or something at like you know 20 or some shit that's crazy to me yeah that, that like another artist like similar to like mac miller bro like 
that is mm-hmm. like an artist like i like i feel like i grew up with him because like in like 2012 like i was like like my like older cousins would always play mac miller around me so like and then like at school that was kind of like oh like that was like the rap everyone knew about because it was like mac miller and like everyone like, it was just so like you know what i mean like yeah so, like, i started like even before i was like super into music i like liked mac miller and then as i started like maturing and like evolving as a musician he was always like one of my favorites yeah. and like his death is like probably like the one celebrity death that's like not even celebrity like musician death like anyone death that's like affected me like a lot yeah. like, like i definitely was like damn like i can't believe this happened it's surreal but mac yeah. i was like like literally like heartbroken i remember ben sheets who i was talking about earlier we we ran cross country in high school and we got back from a workout and we were like on our phone. Well, I wasn't yet. I wasn't on my phone. And Ben's like, no, Mac Miller died. I'm like, no, he didn't. Like, no, he didn't. Like, right. there's no way Mac Miller died. And then I went on my phone and it was everywhere. And that was like, I remember I had a track meet a few months later. And I was like, I got, it was an indoor meet. And I was like laying down on like the high jump mat. I got there before everyone. And I was just listening to 2009, looking at the ceiling. I just, like, started crying. I was like, I just can't believe that, like, Mac Miller's gone. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, like, the same thing. He, like, like, Mac Miller was, like, at the, like, the, like, height of his career, like, commercially. Like, he was up for, like, a Grammy. He signed a huge record deal. And it was just, like, all that just came to an end so fast. Right. Yeah, that was like similar to me when I found out X died because I was actually in Michigan living there for the summer for a little bit. And uh, I was in the car while my mom was in the store. So I was just like on Twitter and like I seen it said X shot like trending on Twitter. And I clicked. I was like, I only know one X like like there's no one else it could be (laughs) like 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 I didn't see the like I didn't see the name XXX. I just seen X and I was like. I wonder if it's like actually X. So I clicked on it. I was like, it said like he was in like stage one something. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought like, okay, stage three has to be the worst. Cause it's like, yeah, one, two, I remember three. thinking he was going to live. I remember for some reason I had in my head like, oh, all right, he, he got shot. He's going to be all right. Right. Yeah. Cause that's what I thought. Cause like, like people have artists had gotten shot before, but for him, it was like, it was like him and then it's like all the rapper that was like he i don't want to say he started the wave of like rappers dying but like after him a lot of artists started dying for some reason you know i feel like a lot of like i don't know man it's like i kind of agree maybe it's i started noticing it more but it was like x like x's death like culturally like holds a lot of weight yeah it does like in my mind, he's like the king of the SoundCloud era. Like, yeah, he was doing SoundCloud shit. Most of it's on Spotify now, obviously, but it's like, dude, like he was doing everything for like he was doing like that, like really like intense, like fucking like rage shit. Mm-hmm. He was doing like that soft acoustic stuff, like his whole career. Like people won't like it's like that same thing you get noticed for what you get popular. You are famous for you get noticed for. People didn't realize and appreciate how talented that man really was until after he died. Like, he was right. so versatile. He had, like, an artist I think about all the time is, like, Trippy Red. Like, Trippy Red, like, literally to me is, like, like no disrespect to Trippy Red. Like, shout out to him doing his thing. But to me, he, like, 
there's three artists that I hear when I hear Trippy Red. I hear X, I hear uh, Playboy Cardi, and I hear Juice World. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he, the influence that like X had on like that whole like era is just like absurd. Right, and he was just being himself. You know that's the key. Yeah. So I was in the car. I seen X shot, and then I was like. It said like stage one something or like, I don't know, something like that. He went to the hospital because actually there was a hospital very close to the place he got shot. So I, I don't know, like because like when I went there and then I like went on this bridge so you could kind of see like it's called Riva Motorsports. And like I just went on the bridge and I could see like there was like a big hospital like right next to it. So it was I don't know, it's kind of I, I mean, I, I think he got shot in the neck and I, I think he only got shot once if I'm sure, but. I don't know, that probably was just, like, you know, a, a vital place he got shot. But it said, like, stage one something. So I was like, okay, you know, he's probably going to survive. Because, But I looked up stage one, and it's, like, like the worst stage you can be in. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's not good. Refresh the page, like, you know, a little bit later, and it said that he was dead. And I just was like, man, like, the fact, like, think about, like, he rose to prominence probably, like, and what like 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 to mainstream probably like 2017 with like look at me or 20 yeah. 2016 2017 that range and like bro he think about all the shit he dropped uh, like and he's had like this weird like mysterious like all these allegations and like like just all this shit and like and he's fucking 20 when he died. Yeah, like, that man's career is incredibly dense. Like, it is. realistically, so, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I feel like he, I didn't, re- I didn't listen to him in 2014. I feel like he started releasing shit in, like, on SoundCloud in, like, late 2014. 2015, yeah. he was pretty, like, you know what I mean, like, underground. Yeah. Like, 2016, I started, like, listening to him probably, like, early 2016. I remember he got out of prison. Or not prison? Maybe he was just in jail. He's like, I'm. He had that bit by Rudy Fans. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I was like, I wonder how big this guy's gonna get. Because that's when kind of like when like a little bit later is when <clears throat> Look at Me started like popping. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, he's starting to get noticed. Yeah. And then like next thing I know, he's like the biggest artist in the world, and Kanye's collabing with him. And, right. Like. like that man's career, like, and all these are like all the allegations, all like the crazy shit he did, like meeting Ski Mask, like having yeah. that crazy story. Like, it's like for like a four, like three, four year career, that is like, like unheard of. Like, right. That is like, like insane. That whole, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like his like story is art too. Like, oh yeah, for sure. That needs to be made into a movie. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they did have that documentary that came out. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I watched I that. that. I watched that, and you know that's the thing is like, there is a lot of evidence that he did um abuse his girlfriend, and you know at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when people say like you know separate the art from the artist, it's like I just look at him and I sat back, and as much as I didn't want that to be true because I was such a big fan of him, you know, it's like, you know. If that is the fact, then it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know what to say. Like, it is tough. It is tough. But like, you know, I'm still going to listen to his music. And I just look at his life as like a mesmerizing thing, like just a whole mesmerizing life of like all the shit that has happened to him and like 
you know, definitely don't want to take away the fact that, you know, if he did do these things, but, you know, it's just just a wild life. Very interesting and a, a lot of things to learn from it, you know, so but that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when like people talk about canceling and shit like you know don't delete all his music like there's shit to learn from like he helped yeah millions of people you know what i'm saying like I think he changed a lot over time too like again right. that doesn't like excuse what he possibly could have done right but i think like the growth is important too right right exactly it's it's it, you gotta look at it from both sides you know not just you know you can't be on one side like oh he was changing this that but you also got to look at it like you know, he, he, he probably did do these things, but he was also changing, you know, just got to stay in yeah. the middle of it, keep that balance. But yeah, um, you got to be really objective with it. Like understand what's truly there, what was truly happening and right. for like, like the good and the bad. Right. Exactly. It's just, it's a, it's a tricky subject. And, you know, I, I, I used to be like, you know, downplaying it and being like, no, he didn't do that. There's like this, that, and, I, I just, I don't know. Shit. I mean, like, I literally wasn't there. So I don't yeah, know. But, exactly, like, exactly. At the, that's just the type of guy I am, you know? But I mean, there, the evidence points that he did do it. So I'm like, shit, I don't know. But, like, no one literally knows except him and, you know, the Geneva, which was the, the, um, I, I hate saying accuser because, like, there is a lot of fucking, you know, but it wasn't, like, proven in court. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. like facts. But you know, I, he was the ex, he or she was the ex girlfriend. So I don't know. It was just there's just a lot to it. I'm just like, man, dude, just he just lived a mesmerizing life to me, like a very interesting. I'm just fascinated. Like I look at him, like I want to learn. Just like you know how fascinating killers are. You know they've killed a lot. You know a lot of people, but yeah, I can still call them fascinating because like fascinating isn't necessarily always a good thing it's just like it's interesting like what's going yeah. on through your mind why did you kill all those people you yeah, know people always confuse that they, like when you say fascinating they give it like, like a positive connotation all the time but that's not right. necessarily the case like things can be fascinating and be like incredibly fucked up and like right. yeah killers are a really good example because it's like because then you start to like get like curious like the whole like psychology part of it like Mm-hmm. what happened to them throughout their life what could have affected their mindset like right right the whole thing is like just like like really interesting right it is i mean and i don't know it's just like when you take things out of context and just the way the internet is that people like to like you can't say a fucking killer is uh, fascinating or interesting like i don't know you just gotta People just got to look at the true definition of shit. And like, I'm not saying this dude's a good guy. Like no one's. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) It's just like, it's really interesting to like learn about like, right. Like not necessarily like people like, oh, you want to learn about it? Oh, that's weird. Like, no, it's just like, what is like wrong with this guy? Right. And like, what made him like that? Right. And like, cause like thinking about thinking about it from like a, a person's point of view who hasn't killed people it's like what like how could you even do that like right like what makes how you is that do even that? possible like the thought like the thought of like actually killing someone is like like a terrifying thing like i i feel bad when i kill bugs sometimes right like i don't i don't know how someone could do that yeah it's crazy but um let's see i'm trying to i'm trying to think um 
Oh yeah, I was talking about my tattoos a little bit. I only got a couple more tattoos though. I got um Oh yeah, my first tattoo, it was actually the St. Louis Cardinals logo cuz that's my favorite baseball team, so that's that. Got that Is that 15. why you're STL Corbin? Yeah. I I remember the first time before I knew who you were, um Aiden was talking to me about you. And I, like I had like no I like at the time I like didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't, I couldn't put the face to the name or anything, so yeah. I was like when I said STL Corbin, I was like wonder if this guy is like part of like fbg or something because <laughs> like they all wear like st louis hat for like for like st lawrence so they wear like stl shit yeah yeah so I, like, I wonder if this is like <laughs> like right, i wonder right. if he like runs with like duck or something but like <laughs> not nah, he's a dope ass fashion designer right right yeah i don't know i've been fucking with the cardinals for a while i've been to a lot of their games and their stadium's um, beautiful yeah, I'm a is. Cubs fan, but objectively, that stadium is so nice. Hell yeah! And I went up in the Arch, man. That's just I I do like St. Louis, though. It's lots of fun. But um, um, yeah, that was my first tattoo. Actually, when I got that though, what was I? I was yeah, I was. I remember I was 15. But what was I? And what, what, I think I was a sophomore then. No, was I a sophomore or freshman? Wait, okay, wait, let me do some math. Yeah, I, your I was a sophomore. in January, you really could have been either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was a sophomore. So when I went to school, it's like people were always asking me, like, is that real? Like, they're always asking me, is that real? Did it hurt? Like, I was just like, I felt like a little like, you know, you know, when you get a little attention, you're like, you know, yeah, like yeah, a little whatever. celebrity. But no, um, it wasn't no crazy shit. But, you know, it's just like a, like, I don't know, tattoos probably like, two inches by by an inch so it's like it wasn't really that bad but yeah the only um, tattoo i've ever gotten is a lip tattoo oh damn for real yeah ethan one time i was just chilling at his house and he was like you want a lip tattoo i'm like fuck yeah so he busted <laughs> out his tattoo gun and he wrote whore on my lip damn did that shit hurt no actually not at all like it, it's really weird because like you know when you like if you bite your cheek, it kind of hurts, but if you, like, bite your lip, like, underneath your lip, it's just kind of, like, you're, like, bleeding. You don't really know it. Yeah, it's true. Kinda, it's kind of, like, similar. It just, this was, like, felt like my whole lip was, like, shaking a, like, shit ton. It was, yeah. like, uncomfortable, and I could feel a pinch, but, like, it didn't, like, hurt too bad. Mm, okay. I mean, yeah, tattoos, I mean, all tattoos are gonna hurt. It's just, like, I yeah. guess it just depends, like, the, the placement and comfortability, like, when I was getting my neck tattoo, it's literally like it's a pretty like big size tattoo. You know how like I'm trying to think of like like some girls get like behind the ear tattoos or like little neck tattoos where it's like a little fucking Chinese letter or something. So it only takes like a couple minutes. No, motherfucker. I have black <laughs> outline. I have green and fucking, you know, black and blue and like my shit was bleeding it took me a good like i was probably sitting there for like two hours getting this shit tattooed so it's not like a tiny tattoo but yeah you know i don't know why i picked my neck i just like wanted a neck tattoo and um, uh, i like it yeah i, I like I it a lot too it's it, it's just it's just different you know like i don't know i just want some different shit and i like the i don't really like care for like sleeves or anything like i just kind of like all sorts of different shit you know like you know like little peeps tattoos or something like yeah they're all like just kind of like all over the place tattoo. You yeah. know, but um, yeah, when I got yeah. that, it felt really good though, because it's like, you know, with tattoos, you gotta earn them. So like, oh yeah, they're expensive. They are expensive, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad that my brother-in-law is a tattoo artist because I, I get a little discount, so that's great. Yeah, <clears> I'm, <throat> I'm, I'm really blessed. 
I mean, my homie, like I said, my homie Ethan, like he does tattoos. Like when I get my first real one, I'm definitely gonna go to him for that shit. Yeah. Like, like I also think that's dope too. And it like the art, like tattoo artist is someone you like know personally or have like yeah. a good relationship with. Cause then it's just like, like, cause that like, especially when you're getting like artistic, like tattoos that like have a lot of meaning to them. They normally like know you and like understand like the meaning it has to you. Right. <clears throat> and I don't know why, but in my head that just kind of like fits. Yeah. I feel you. And, and another thing too is like, man my brother-in-law he has my my tattoo or uh, i said my tattoo my family is pretty like tattooed up except my dad he has no tattoos but like my mother has a bunch of tattoos my brother my brother-in-law my sister like and my brother-in-law man he has like i don't even know how many he has but he has like a whole big ass skull on his head and like he has face tattoos and like all that shit he's but But they're they're really cool though yeah really cool looking I hate that, like when people like get a bunch, like a bunch of tattoos that all like sometimes people like I hate like the stereotype that like oh like they're scary. Like I always use Heath <laughs> as an example. I'm like, dude, Heath has like like more tattoos than like ninety percent of people I know, and Heath is like the most kind, genuine person right. I've ever like been around. Right. Like I remember one time I was describing Heath to my mom, and she was like, I was like. Like, by the way, not that, like, she, like, thought anything. I was like, but, yeah, like, he's, like, I, like, he's, like, this, like, big, like, muscular guy with, like, a ton of tattoos. But then also, he's, like, <laughs> the sweetest. Like, he's, like, a teddy bear. Caring. No, exactly. Like, like when I'm, like, t- engaged in conversation with Heath, I just feel, like, so loved. Yeah, for real. He's a good like, listener and good talker. He's a good he person is. to have conversation with. I-, I loved your guys' podcast. Like, how many times has he been on? Two or three times? Yeah, I, th- I think three times now. Yeah. He's, he's great like, to have a conversation with. Yeah, like, he is, like, really good at, like, talking because he also, like, knows a lot about, like, what he wants to, like, about what you guys are talking about. Like, mm-hmm. when he's, like, I think he's pretty similar to, like, most people, I guess. But, like, when he's, like, passionate about stuff, he, like, knows a lot. Like, I remember I was listening to the one where you guys were talking about Mac Miller. And, like I said, I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. And I was, like, listening. He was, like, talking about – uh watching movies with the sound off and he like started talking about the songs so i was like man i fucking love heath i love <laughs> songs. i love mac Miller. right yeah it's great and i'm i'm so glad we can all kind of bond over kanye west as well oh 100 yeah, i love that that's like that's like the central point to all of our like relationships right. like it's just like <laughs> like how do you guys know each other uh we went to the donda event together right <laughs> that was like a great way to get acquainted like mm-hmm just like i'll never forget that day ever like i remember that day like it's like a book and i can go back in my brain and like remember every little detail right oh yeah i'm so glad i went to that because like you just never know how many shows kanye is gonna do again i don't know yeah that show is great i mean just i I really wish i could relive that because yeah I i think about just like standing up and hearing like hurricane for the like 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 live like in person hearing like moon and hurricane and like just the bass from you know the shit and like seeing all the visual shit it's like yeah bro that like, shit was so crazy Travis scott and west side gun and like all those people there and right. do you remember the last song uh no child left behind the whole like crowd was singing it like to, i'm getting shows right now thinking about it. i'm like this song is not released 
and the whole crowd knows it word for word. Right, the entire stadium. And, yeah, like a hundred thousand people. And like then Kim walked out and Connie lit himself on fire. And I was like, Yeah, that shit was what? crazy. That that shit was insane. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And that was the, actually the first show where he was where he had got the name Yay instead of like Kanye West. Oh, sure. I didn't even think about that. So that was the first time seeing his first show as Yay. It's kind and of crazy to think about. Yeah, and I remember too, like he like the whole time throughout the whole like Donda like era, he was like, "When I take off the mask, the album will come out." And at the end of the show, he took the mask off. Mm-hmm. And then the and album came like, out. And short, it came right? out the next day. I was like, right. "This shit is fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah. It oh came, fuck. Yeah. It was great, but um, yeah, that show was great though. I'm so glad I went to that show. I, re- I, I, yeah, like you said, I remember that very vividly. Just like driving to the stadium, singing all the songs and shit, and we were all just so fucking high, bro. That shit was so great, dude. I know, like, and dude, th- th- those like, all those like minds that were in that car, just like all on the same wavelength. Like, like I remember, you remember when we were pulling up and they had like the Donda parking. Yeah, like I remember that being like a huge thing. Like Aiden was like freaking out. He's like, "Yo, this shit is a fucking historical event," and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like really, really fried because Heath kept handing me joints, and I was like, "Tonight's gonna be interesting." Yeah, it was a legendary night though. That was lots of yeah. fun. I like one thing Aiden and I were talking about one time. Like, imagine like. Imagine people finding this picture in 10 years of you, me, Ahmad, Bikro, uh, Aiden, and uh, Heath. And it's just like, imagine like in a few, like 10 years, we're all like successful. We've made it. And people right. are going to find that picture. Like, oh shit, these guys were like friends before. Right. <laughs> that shit's crazy to think about. That could happen though. I mean, you never know. Yeah. But um... I'm a big believer in it. Yeah, that group photo was fun though. I actually think I had just posted that on like my Snapchat or something of the um no I, I no I posted on my Facebook of um all of us outside of the car and shit. That shit was so fun, bro. Dude, that that shit. I remember uh Ahmad. We we're like, I don't remember who all I was waiting with. But I was, we're like, where the fuck's Ahmad? And I just see like Ahmad sprinting from across the parking garage. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he came over and he like jumped on like a pipe and was like hanging from it. I'm yeah, like, he's doing like pull-ups and shit. <laughs> yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, that shit was funny. Because wasn't he like the last one we could not find or something? Yeah, we're like, where? Because even Aiden was back, I think. And we're like, where's Ahmad? Like, yeah. Where is he? And I just like in the distance see him just like running. I'm like, let's <laughs> like, dude, this shit was awesome. That shit was fun. But, um. Um, what other tattoos I got? I'm trying to think. I only got, let's see, I did. Got my neck. Got, oh yeah, I got, um, I got the word rodeo tattooed on my left oh, Scott. leg. Like, by, right next to my knee. I don't know, that was just kind of like a random one. I don't know, it's like, I, I really love that, yeah, yeah, Tra- by Travis Scott. And I just really love that album. And to me, it just means like, like just jumping out into the world as like like because wasn't that his debut album uh he had days before the rodeo first but it wasn't it's not on streaming services it was like okay. a mixtape technically okay so rodeo was like but his first like, official rodeo album was like his first like 
official release and like yeah like where it was like on everything like it was a big like rodeo is similar to um astroworld that it was like its own entity for a while like it had action figures it had yeah. like travis scott is just like a genius with that shit like yeah oh, i was gonna say i think it's cool like the whole like all-star lineup that's like behind like travis scott and kanye like whenever like one of them's making an album like formerly like kid cuddy would be there and then like mike dean and like connie and travis there's all always in the room and i think that's like so cool like when they're like creating everyone's involved right yeah it's great they're all great artists and i can't wait for a new travis scott album to come out isn't it like utopia that's yeah, probably the next one that's coming out. coming out sometime this fall but we'll see yeah. i'm definitely going to a travis scott concert whenever i can i don't care where it's at well, actually, we just need to get the Donda group chat up and running again. <laughs> get everyone real. there. And like, obviously, with like the the Astroworld Fest, it's like a lot of people are scared. But I don't do it. Like, I've been wanting to go to a Travis Scott concert for like ever, like since yeah, like me, 2016 type shit. Me too. And like when he was brought out the Donda event, I was like, hey, I guess I got to see Travis Scott. Right. <laughs> hey, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I can kind of, I can sort of check that off my checklist. But like halfway. I, right. But um, yeah, I got rodeo tattooed on me just cause like I don't know I'm really inspired by um the first track pornography and like how um Ti is talking on his like I forgot exactly what he said but like he he says the world is yours and like um that's just a statement that I've always liked and I've put that a lot in my brand and I also got um the world is yours statue from Scarface. That's one of my favorite tattoos. Yeah, that's that's dope too. I got that on my stomach, and that that was like my third tattoo. And my brother was like, "Are you sure? Because this, this is like a pretty big tattoo, and like you're getting this shit like right next to your ribs." I was like, "Man, fuck it, let's go." So I got it, and it it was kind of it, it really wasn't that bad, but my neck was definitely the worst just because like the position I was laying in, and like I don't know, it, it, I mean all the tattoos I could get again. So, but. And then the last one, I think I, if I'm not forgetting, I got um the numbers eight and twenty four for Kobe Bryant on yeah. my, on my right um calf, I guess you want to say, on my right calf, and because he he died on my birthday, and uh, I just remember that day. I was literally hooping that day too. I was hooping at the Y, um, in my town, and I just just like someone just said like. Kobe just died in a helicopter crash or something. Oh, I was like, that's yeah. nuts, bro. I'm a huge Lakers fan too. So like he was my favorite player growing up. So like it like that that was another huge death where I was like, whoa. Yeah, that shook everyone. What's your goals for the next five years that you want to accomplish? My goals for the next five years are definitely release multiple projects, but that's kind of that kind of goes without saying. Um like build like my like fan base i guess um continue to get better and just make like the best art I, like i possibly can like first and foremost like just like be the best artist i can and make the most meaningful stuff to me and like try and like touch and like help as much people that i can the same way that like countless artists have helped me okay like, mu like i see like music is like in my opinion like at least for me it's like the most powerful like form of art i think it's so intimate mm -hmm. and it's like so beautiful and so like 
individualized by each artist and i just like i'm just, like anyone who knows me they know like i'm obsessed with music like whether like no matter the genre like i i remember one time uh i used to get so for like samples i like do a lot of crate digging and i was getting into a lot of interesting genres like i, I remember i was listening to like like south african avant-garde jazz for a while mm -hmm. and like like that, that is something that like I normally wouldn't listen to, but I was just like listening to these like sounds I've never heard before. And like I remember I was listening to Ethiopian jazz and like some Brazilian music, and I was just like, it, it like music is just so like beautiful and powerful, like how different it can be and how like sound can play such an effect. Like if I'm listening to a song, like I wanna like first of all, I wanna know everything that led up to that song by the artist. I wanna like find out everything but also i'm like blown away by how like a song like i could be in the best mood ever and then like 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 uh um like a smith song could come on and i'll just be like damn like yeah. this night has opened my eyes will come on i'm just like sitting in my room just like damn wow or like smile by Mac Miller and I'll just be like out of the blue it'll come on and I'll be like my mood switched and I'm like not necessarily like sad I'm just like and like immersing myself like it's myself in that song and it's just like this is so beautiful and like the points he's getting across and his lyrics and everything is just like it's so like beautiful I was gonna say like and like with instruments too like when I'm like playing the guitar it's like it's like um, I don't, it's like an extension of me like like i say that a lot about like art but like it's like literally like my thoughts of sound are coming out in that exact moment mm. and i just I, i'm just so like amazed by it like it like music and like yeah. how these like sound waves have hold so much power yeah i could definitely relate to that man it's like whenever i listen to music i just like i feel that shit and i just like I guess I could look at it like like how Michael Jackson looked at it. Like when he would listen to music, he just said he couldn't stop dancing. Like he just couldn't stop himself from like, you know, moving and like dancing and shit. And like, I feel like I'm sort of the same way. Now, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm not going to full out, you know, fucking do spins and moonwalks and shit. But like, you know, like I just like just like I just can't help myself, but at least like bob my head and I'm just like, you know, sing along, do something. You know, I feel something. It's like, you know, music is definitely like the most powerful art form there is, period. So and it, it's just so like insane. Like I just like music is like full uh, flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers talks about this a lot. And so does Pharrell. They say pretty much like the same exact thing, like as musicians, like. It's almost like the we don't make the music. It's like the universe like takes over us mm -hmm. and then releases it. And I was like, for a while, I didn't really know what they meant. But when I started making it, I totally understand. Right. Like, I'll just be like, when I'm trying to like make a new song, like it's really crazy. I talked to Ben about this a lot too. It's really crazy, like how like I'll start from nowhere. Like it'll just be an empty like canvas, and I'll create all of this from nothing yeah and that thing i just like made is just so powerful yeah that's what i'm super fascinated by is when you can take a blank canvas like that like you said and just turn it into a masterpiece 
you know, and just from nothing, just from like, it all comes from your life experiences and your opinions and what you've seen and what you heard. That's why, like, what makes me able to create because on my notes app, I literally have a section called drop ideas and I literally just have like so hundreds of lines of just like the most random like ideas like and it could be anything like I had an idea on I wanted to start a smoothie business because I make these really good smoothies after I get done working out and I just like that's just something I want to put out you know like little shit like that but um what was I gonna say uh like yeah I got like notes in in my head and it's like it's just from like life experience like trying out drugs and trying out like getting tattoos or going to the Donda event like that inspired me and like going to summer smash and just living life makes me able to create what i want to create because like once i get back in the house and i chill out for a second i got all these ideas in my head and i'm and I'm ready to put them out now yeah and like dude like some of like the most motivated i've ever been has been coming back from like excuse me like a show or like a concert or something yeah. i remember i saw dead and company which John Mayer is the lead singer for now, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember coming back and I was like, I've never seen a guitar player like that in real life. They like, have heard them. I've watched him play, but it was like, I was so, same thing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I saw them uh, about a month ago. Nice. And uh, it, it, they're, they're one of my favorite bands ever. And like one of my best friends, Grayson and I, he's like the biggest Red Hot Chili Pepper fan I know. Him and I, we were just like, we were tripping and we were watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I remember their guitarist came out. And then, so Flea came out first and their guitarist, John Frusciante, and they started like jamming. They weren't even playing a song. They were just jamming, just like back and forth. And it was like, like I was almost overwhelmed. I was like, this is like so beautiful. They are so incredibly good. And like what they're doing just off the top of their head is magnificent. Yeah. And like seeing someone like that, like that good is like the best motivation. I feel like is like, this is what you can be if you keep going. Yeah, exactly. And you just never give up and you just, you know, stay true to yourself and believe in what you believe in. That's great. Um, yeah, was, what was that? No, I was, just, I was going to say it was like amazing. Yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like life experience, you know, it, it, I don't know, different things inspire different people to create whatever they create. But for me, it's just like living life. That's why I want to travel. I want to see different things. I would love to go to like, I don't know, just Europe and Asia and just try to visit as many places as I can and see different scenery and, you know, uh, I don't know, just take walks and you know, just kind of be at peace with myself. And also another another thing I advise people to do is if you listen to one kind of music, like, you, like, you know, uh, I, I guess I'd say I listen to mainly rap, but I also listen to a lot of like R&B and, and rock music. And like, I've tried to open myself up more to different kinds of music because like a lot of it, like if you just listen to one genre, it's just like, it eventually kind of like gets boring, like for me at least, yeah. you know, and like listening to like, I, I like to listen to a lot of what my dad listens to. So like he used to listen to a lot of 
and he still does. He listens to a lot of like Metallica and um like that's how I started listening to Grateful Dead and like um and Marvin Gaye. Like Marvin Gaye is huge for me just cuz his story like he had gotten killed by his father and yeah, like that's, that's such it. a tragic story to me. Yeah. And um like I don't know and it's it's so crazy how I can go from like not knowing any anything about these artists to like fuck i love this music like i like i'm so glad i opened my ears and same thing with like frank ocean like i've heard about frank ocean i heard him on a couple songs but then like i really started listening to him i was like dude like this dude's great yeah so, frank ocean dude is uh, like he's an alien <laughs> like his music is like it's it's it blows my mind that tyler the creator earl sweatshirt like sid and like frank ocean all came from like the same like rap collective right like that is mind-blowing they've all had like a lot of great like um like like independent careers outside of odd future too that's the best part but um another the last question i want to ask is so i asked what are your goals for next five years what is your uh, this is kind of a hard question to ask but what is your overall goal like what do you want to accomplish throughout life i want like through music or like and just in general just in general like it could be anything just your life in general i want to be happy first of all okay and i also really want i think my art is the most important thing to me and i want that to be more important than me as a person i want to aiden and i actually have like talked about like what we would like to do like after and i what i want to do and my like biggest goal in life is i'm going to stay in chicago for a long time i want to build up my brand as big as i can make the absolute best art i can and when i like eventually i want to like not like retire but like semi-retire when i'm like like 35 and i want to go back to dixon and i want to just get like a house like honestly like for me i'd rather my music get a tent like the like a lot of recognition than me get a ton of money but i'd like to obviously get enough money to be able to live like comfortably mm-hmm. and like maybe and like don't get me wrong nice things would be nice but what happens happens and i want to like go back to dixon and i want to like put as much money as i can into the arts there okay because what we have right now like we have it all right in dixon like i was talking to heath about this too like we have a lot of really gifted people in our area, but they don't really have the outlets there. Like I want to put more money into Rosebrook. So people, so they can have more shows and like, won't have to struggle to like have open mics once every month. Mm-hmm. I want to like build a place that like, or at least help build a place that like people can like, like a guitar shop or that like people can learn how to play and like actually like not have to travel an hour or two hours to like get involved in that stuff. I think my ultimate goal would be to like become successful and then use my resources to help out people similar to me who are growing up in the same place that are also struggling to like find a way to get there. Okay. That's a great goal to have. I mean, I I can definitely relate to that because I feel like um, Freeport is somewhat similar to Dixon and a lot of these other like smaller towns like Sterling and, whatnot where it's just kind of like that average uh midwest town where it's like you know we kind of use like 
the biggest city we have next to us to kind of go to and like, you know, express our art and our feelings towards like Chicago or if it be like Milwaukee or something like, like we use, um, like I said, like those, like those bigger cities, but like being able, like, like for me, I want to be able to build like, like something great in this town because there's not a lot of great things going on, you know? Exactly. It's like <clears throat> where, we're, where we're from, you know, it's close enough to the city that like we can get there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know what I mean? Like it's close enough to the city for some people, but like, it's not for me. That's why I live here now, but it's far enough that people can't just accept, like, get there so easily. Like, if you don't have a car, you're not going to be able to come to Chicago. Or if you don't have someone who can drive you and take you to the train, you're not going to get here. Right. Like, Dixon, for the people there who truly want to be artistic and expand their artistic ventures, it needs more resources. Mm -hmm. Like, it really hurts me to see people, so many people struggling because they can't get out and they have, like, all of these like dreams and aspirations and ideas and they're talented. They're really talented, but they just like, they're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. And like, in my mind, it's like being stuck there would be as big of an issue if there's more people like us or more availability to like put forth our artistic efforts. Yeah. And also to be able to support each other. Like I seen in Rockford that, um, I seen, um, it was this post about uh, that was written in like their local news uh, articles or whatever. And it was about uh, an upcoming like clothing brand made by like a high school or something. I was like, like, that's the way you need to do it. We need to support each other. Cause like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I deserve a fucking news article written about me at this point. Like, I feel like I'm trying to help out like, you know, peers just like me you know, that are trying to get put on t- and, and trying to make art and shit. And it's like, like people with the power of being able to, you know, write news articles like this and being able to like do make big events for their towns. We need to, we need to show off more artists. And like a lot of times they'll just show off a good athlete that's at the high school, you know, but like, what about yeah. the, the entrepreneur that's like doing it themselves? Dude, 100%. And, like, that's the thing. People always get confused when I say stuff like this. Like, no, I'm not hating on athletes. That's not what I'm saying. Like, they they definitely, some of them do need deserve, deserve to get recognition. But I hate how, like, focus in small towns is, like, solely, like, on athletics. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more to offer in this world than being a good, like, high school football player or basketball player or track athlete. Or, like, there's so much more. Right. Like, like you can like again like i'm not like hating on that because like you know i ran track i played basketball i did this too like i understand like they deserve recognition too but so do we right. like it's like i understand like i hate i just hate it so much in these small towns that like the focus is so like directly put on a few things and that everything else has to just fight to survive it like pains me so much that like rosebrook has to like struggle to stay open Mm. and like that's like the main source of like people getting to perform music in this like and like the sterling like dixon rock falls area like there's other places but like rosebrook is by far like the easiest for people to get their foot in the door oh, okay and like 
they like for example they're not open in the summer because they don't have air conditioning and in the winter they're open once every like month because like you know what i mean there's not like a ton of funding but like if we like rosebrook is like such a beautiful place such a happy like i have some of my best memories there just like whether it be playing or like on stage or like just like hanging out with other musicians and getting to know other artists mm-hmm. like that i really wish we could get more focus there and like just do our absolute best to give it everything it needs because like it really sucks there's not open mics in the summer like yeah. you know what i mean like they're only through like the fall and the winter like it, I, like that is like something i really always have in the back of my head for when i make it i just really really want to do what i can to keep that place up and running for a long time yeah i'm glad you said that though because i also agree and i think that with like school and how school works i think people need to like the teachers and the administration in schools they need to stop trying to force a certain career path on um on students like trying to act like that college is the only way to go like the only way to be successful like they always talk about college college college. what if i don't want to fucking go to college yeah i don't want someone to fucking tell me again like music isn't a reliable career option i don't give a fuck (laughs) right like Like, and and also i want to do yeah and also like you know um i don't know they just kind of need to up update like the curriculum like like a lot of teachers don't realize that you can make money off a lot of this shit just by posting your shit online now uh, granted it's not as easy as you know one two three but you know like it's 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 a it's a it's a career to look into and also like a lot of people don't have the fucking money to go to college like for example like when i was talking to my graphic design teacher and she like talk she would talk to when she's talking to students that are planning on going to college it's like she's all in that conversation like she's all supporting all supportive of that conversation but when she talks when she comes to talk to me about my goals and i'm like well i just i wanted to start a like i want to continue my clothing brand and i want to continue to grow it whatever it's like i get like the cold shoulder i get you know not as much attention as the person that's planning on going to college and it's like you need to treat them equal because they both have the same like just because you're used to going to college and everything's college for you everyone has their own path and and it it may work better if i don't go to college it could it could also possibly better if i did go to college but shit you know that's life but also uh, one more thing i want to include because i did tell my dad this is like when people give you advice they aren't prepared for if it fails like like they'll try to tell you like take this advice take my advice take my advice do this do that but if it fails they're not affected by it but if i fail taking your advice then i fucking am so don't try to sit here and tell me like i need to take your advice when if i take your advice and if it fails you get to sit back and relax and be like well sorry so yeah yeah, exactly like Dude, that that I'm really glad you said that. That is like one of the single most annoying things ever. Like, I think the person in, like in my life who's probably giving me the like best advice ever, like in terms like of like whether it be like relationships with other people or like artistically, is probably like Ethan, bro. Like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like 
that like he is like someone who like he doesn't give you advice like you do this you do that it's more of like like a, a sentence of like maybe like oh like this and this like but don't let this and that right but it's not like you must do like he just like he is a really good brain for like simple simplifying difficult things and but like that in my mind that's a lot different than people be like well if you want to get into music you need to go to music school like shut up right <laughs> like i'm gonna be like four hundred thousand dollars in debt just right. for like the learn shit i could from like watching like the best people ever or like going on youtube right yeah the t- time is times is definitely changed and like I think, you know, some people can have good advice. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, you know, if they um, I think it's just when when people give advice, it should just be like, you know, consider this, you know, like like it should open my mind to think about multiple things rather than just trying to force me on on one idea. You know, yeah, but um, that's probably going to do it all for this episode. I want to be able to link all your music in the description. So be sure to send me like all the all the any any sort of links you want me to put and in, into plug in into the description you can send me those and if there's anything else you want to add for the people listening you can go ahead and say it now uh well first i just want to say thank you for having me on and uh, i'm gonna have a lot of new music out very soon and i'm really excited to share it with you guys all right great i appreciate you having having you on noah yep thanks right. for having me all right i appreciate it man y'all have a good one